to be, to be part of this church, really. I, I, I do not take it lightly. Um, it is, it's, it's so life-giving for, for, for you, Andre and I, to, to be part of your lives. You know? And although it's been a, such a busy year, um, and there have been many times where we haven't actually got to one another, but our hearts are really for you guys, and, and, and I'm really looking forward to what the Lord has for us for next year. He's going to do a lot, um, and we're trusting that, yeah, that he'll continue to build his church. And so this morning I want to just uh, share something short that, that I feel like is on, on the Lord's heart for us as we kind of end off this year formally as a church and we take a week or two just to take a breather and we launch into 2024, which does seem a bit daunting, doesn't it? Already thinking about next year, but we actually should be thinking about next year already. I know it sounds um, uh, counterproductive because we need to rest if you do have the privilege to rest during this time, but we also actually need to look ahead. And so I think we as a church and as people, we often make a big thing about the change of years, right? We, we often look forward to the end of the year and we, we do make a big thing about it. But I, I do think in God's perspective, I don't know if he actually makes a big thing about the change of years. You know, he, he says in his word that a thousand years for him is like a day. And so there's a sense for us, we've, we are very formal in the way we think from January to December, and then we kind of switch off, or we try to switch off, and then we start again. But I think in, in God's perspective, he, he, he does see things differently. And so, but, but it's something that, that I believe is on his heart, although he doesn't think year, yearly necessarily, but I do think on his heart is, is to take time to reflect, to take time to slow down and reflect on the year and actually to look forward into the next year. And I, and I don't think that's something we do often enough. I mean, who is quite disciplined in taking a day off in a week? By show of hands, one or two of you. If, even for me, it's a, it's a challenge to actually be disciplined in taking a day during the week to just slow down. You don't read messages. You just spend time with God, you actually do something recreational, whatever you want to do in the way you, you rest, to make sure that you are actually fresh, launching into the new week, so to speak. Because you know what we rest? is to work. We don't work to rest. We actually rest so that we can work, because that is God's heart for us. He actually called us to work, but to rest as well. And so this is a time where we actually can take some, just you know, get some fresh perspective on where we are at. And um, during this time of the year, I think it's a normal thing to do. And so what I want to show you quickly is um, something in the Bible that, that's a principle on God's heart. And so if you, if you have your Bibles with you, you're welcome to open up with me or you can read on the board. But in Genesis chapter 1, yes, that's the very first chapter in the Bible. Genesis chapter 1 verse 31 and so God created the world, and, and in verse 31, God saw, all, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning the sixth day. And then jump on to chapter 2 um, from verse 2. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And if you can put up verse 31 again in chapter 1. 
There's something that I want to show you, that God saw all that he made, and it was good. Do you see that, that God actually slowed down, so to speak, he looked at what he did, he reflected, and he made a call, that was good. And there's something here that I want us to see is that sometimes we need, although we're not creating the world here, it's not in the same level, but we actually need to go and take time, look at what we have done, look what we have made, so to speak, and make a call. Is it good or is it bad? And this morning, I want us to look at this year and go like, is it good or is it bad in the way I lived, in the way I made my life decisions, in the way I followed Jesus in everything in this year, what was good, what was bad? And, and we take time, we reflect, and then we rest so that we can work. Does that make sense? And so, although everything God made was good, not everything we do is good, right? Because there's flesh, there's often sin hidden, or there's brokenness or insecurities that, that creep up. And, and, and so we do our best, but sometimes it's not on God's standards. And so we need to take time, reflect on the year. And if we need to make changes, we actually need to make changes. And uh, we, we, we work from that place. In Psalm 90, listen to this beautiful scripture. Psalm 90 verse 12, it says, teach us to number our days Right, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Just keep that up there. Teach us to number our days. And it's not a, it is, it is written in a bit of a, a depressing scenario. <laughs> but it is it's something here that we need to go like, okay, let's, let's actually look at the number of days. If, if we reflect on this year, how many days were there? 365 or 66? I, 65 this year. I can't remember which one is every fourth year or something. Is it just yeah? Anyway, let's move on. Mass is not my strong point. <laughs> but we reflect on all these number of days, and we actually number them. You don't have to be overly strict on yourself, but you actually reflect on those on those days, and and you gain wisdom from it. You look at the days that you lived this year. You look at you know, how you spent your time, how you served in church, how you followed Jesus, how you loved one another. You look at the number of days so that you can gain wisdom from it. Isn't that beautiful? And, and I think for many of us, we are kind of relieved that we are at the end of the year. Um, it, it's uh, quite a reality every year where we are prone to get tired during this time. And so for many of us, this year actually had a bitter, bitter taste in our mouth. We, when we reflect, it doesn't really make us exciting, excited. It really actually discourages us, right? For many of us, we might feel that way this morning. We reflect, you're like, oh, yes, I actually made a lot of mistakes. I could have done this better or that better. And so there's, there's a bit of a bitter taste in, in your mouth maybe this morning. And for, for some, you actually feel like this year was a highlight, this year was amazing. I actually did well. I followed Jesus well. Here, here and there, I you know, could have done better. But actually, it was a highlight. So wherever you find yourself this year, I think we need to gain wisdom from it. We need to be those that take this scripture seriously and we actually look at how we lived and so that we can gain wisdom. So can, can I ask you, wisdom for what? Why do we need wisdom? Why do we need wisdom? And I want to say it's because we want to know Jesus better. 
We, we want to gain wisdom on how to follow Jesus better. How can we love him more? How can we love one another more? What can I do better for what he is calling me to? You know, if you're going to run into this without wisdom, you're probably going to bump your head many times. And, and, and I actually think we can limit those bumps, so to speak, if we actually just allow God to give us wisdom in the way we live. Amen? And so, can I just say after that, that if you feel discouraged this morning, if you feel condemned, like you feel slack where you are, I don't believe that's God's heart for you. I really don't. If God is bringing conviction to you, you feel like, oh, I need to change something, I think that's beautiful. But if you feel condemned, and this message already is making you feel like you need to isolate your heart, I don't believe that's God's heart for you. It's hard for you is to walk in freedom. It's hard for you is to walk in life. And if there's any condemnation in your heart this morning, in your mind, in your thoughts this morning, I, I, I really believe it's the devil wanting to deceive us this morning. And you need to stand on God's word this morning that he, he doesn't want us to feel condemned. But his spirit is here this morning to fill us and to, to really, yeah, oh man, so that we can overflow with, with life. You know, to be honest, I'm quite tired as well. I don't know how you guys are feeling. I'm tired. I ran flat out for the Lord this year with everything in me. We had quite a big life change happening by getting a, a, a baby boy and uh, still not sleeping. <laughs> but, it is a, you know, there's a lot of things I could say, and, and, but I ran flat out for Jesus no matter what circumstances came my way. I, 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 was, I was running flat out for the Lord. And, and I'm going on leave tomorrow, which is really exciting. But I want to say that I'm, I'm not taking leave from Jesus. And for those of you who are taking leave, those of you who are resting, we're not resting from Him. We're not taking leave from Him. We're actually running to Him in this time. And although some of you actually need to continue to work, can you find that priority in your heart to, to keep on running to Him in this time? Often we feel like if we can just, you know, do my own thing, and I'm not running to Jesus. I just want to kind of not feel like I have to spend time with Him. That's going to make me rest. Not going to make you rest. It's actually going to make you more tired. It's actually going to make you more tired. You're going to start the year wondering why. Because we've been running away from Him instead of running to Him. We need to run to Him. And so if you feel discouraged this morning, can you run to Him? Can you run to Him this morning? And I don't know about you, but often in my personality, we all got different personalities. I'm quite a, um, a choleric personality, which means that I'm tend to always rush. I, I tend to always rush to the next thing. I, you know, it's like we achieve something, okay, great, but let's move on. Let's, there's, there's more people to, to, to hear the gospel or the good news. We need to move on. We need to plant more church. We need to... And sometimes we forget that he is here, here and now, that we miss him. And we can be so rushed that we miss that he's here and now. And this, this time, I want us to just slow down a bit. That I, I is here and now. Sometimes we're on this hamster wheel all the time. But, but we need to just, Jesus is with us here and now. When last did you come to church with that expectation? You know, and although this, 
this time of the year, the messages, are, the services are shorter, and you know it, it's a bit different. But do you still come with that expectation that Jesus, I want to meet with Him here and now, not end of the year, maybe next year, or whenever I've got time. I want to meet with Him in this moment because I believe if we have that expectation all the time, we're going to see more of Him. You're going to see more of Him, and if you're tired this morning. Run to the Lord. Run to the Lord. Proverbs 18, verse 10. If you can put it up. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. He is a strong tower. So if you, if you feel like your head is just dropping, lift your head this morning. Look at Jesus, the strong tower, and run to it. That is where your safety is. Yes, we do need to rest and do nice things, but don't run to those things. Run to the Lord. He is the one that is safety for you. He is our strong tower this morning. Run to Him. You know, it's a... I just want to skip over some, some points that I want to make. But I want to say, as we, as we look back, don't look too long. As we look back during this, this year, don't look too long. It's good to look back, but at some stage you need to look ahead. You need to look ahead. You know, if you look too long, there's two things that can happen to you. You're either going to really get condemned. If you look too long, you're like, oh, this year really it was bad, and it's actually going to bring condemnation to you. Or, secondly, you can look too long and you can get prideful. You can go like, hmm, this year was actually amazing, you know? And it was all because of me. And you can, you can justify it for many reasons, but you can either get condemned or you can get prideful if you look too long. You need to look just long enough so that you can get God's perspective. So that you can see what He is seeing and then look forward for what he is seeing. And so the moment you feel like, man, I'm getting condemned or I'm getting prideful, it's, it, it's time to look forward. It's time to look forward. Learn from this year, but look forward. Look ahead. Reflect and learn, yes, but then we need to run to Jesus, look ahead, find our hope in him, find our vision in him. Find our vision in him. You know that scripture, I'm sure many of you might know the scripture in Proverbs 29, verse 18. I'm sure some of you have it on your fridge, maybe. Probably not. But if there is no prophetic vision, if there is no revelation, the people cast off restraints. But blessed is he who keeps the law. In my translation, I've got you, if there is no prophetic vision, people cast off restraints. And so what does that even mean? Where do, where do we start with this? So much on, on this, and just keep that up on the board, that'll be great. And, and actually, if you look at the word restraint, if they cast off restraints, you know, for Afrikaans guy, that's the, like the most difficult thing to understand. What does that even mean? What does cast off restraint mean? You know, and, and I actually looked it up, and uh, in, in the Hebrew, it, it says that it actually means that to run wild, 
If you cast off restraint, it means that you are running wild. You're running aimlessly. You're running without purpose. You are, you are literally running exposed. That's what it means. You know, and I know recently Quentin had his bachelor's. He's getting married soon. Yeah. And uh, the guys played some airsoft. And um, obviously the target was him. That's how it goes with a bachelor's. But it was a sense of... Everyone that played didn't run aimlessly. They didn't run wild. They ran with a purpose to shoot Quinton. And I, th- I think Quinton kind of ran a bit aimlessly and ran a bit wild. Ah, don't shoot me. You know, but, but that's, we, we, we that played with had a vision. This is our aim. This is what we're aiming towards. And it's probably not the best illustration. But I'm just thinking of you because you went through a hard time. Eh? <laughs> We don't want to be people that run aimlessly, that runs wild. And for that to happen, is that we need vision. We need a revelation. We need a prophetic vision of Jesus. Otherwise, we're going to run wild. And who of you feel like this year was, I was running wild? I was running aimlessly. I was running exposed. And it can be because we have a lack of vision. We've got a lack of who Jesus is and what he has called us to. And this morning isn't, again, to make us feel condemned, but actually an encouragement to let's lift our eyes to the strong tower and we get vision from him. We get a revelation of him so that we can run with purpose. And even the word vision. What is vision? What is vision? What is this thing that we need? And it literally, it means you've got a sight. You've got something in your sight. Like I've got the ocean in sight at the moment, I've got vision. <laughs> whatever whatever you have in sight is going to be where you're running towards. So if you're running towards your career, that's going to be your vision. If you're running towards getting married, if you're running towards getting kids, if you're running towards money, whatever you are, have your sight on, that's going to become your vision. And if it is contrasting to what the Lord is calling you for, you're going to run without restraints. And you're going to run aimlessly, running wild. And you're going to feel like you might be successful. But actually, no. Jesus is calling us for His standards and not the world's standards. So what is your sight? What is your dream? What do you dream of when you think about Jesus? And I don't... I don't, I don't I'm not speaking about your career and you know, those things are, I believe, more external than what we think, more secondary than what we think. I, th- I, th- I believe that the primary call for us is to follow Jesus, to follow Jesus, to be in step with Him, to make disciples, to go into the world, teaching people to obey everything that He has commanded us. D- do we live for that? If that is your vision, I can guarantee you, you'll be all right. Someone recently said, if you are where Jesus is, you won't get tired. Yes, and I was challenged with that. Because we work hard, man. We work hard. But he is our great shepherd that gives us water, that gives us life. Wherever he is, he'll, he'll, he'll look after you. And yes, we'll go through times where we are actually going through dry seasons and we need to trust the Lord a bit more. But I'm generalizing this morning, but there's a sense of if you are where Jesus is, 
you'll be all right. You'll be all right. You'll have his perspective. You'll have his life flowing in and through you. Don't find it in, in worldly things or in yourself. We need his heart. We need his mind. And so what are you dreaming about for next year? What can the Lord do through you? What can the Lord do through you next year? Have you ever thought about it? What can the Lord do through you? That's a dream. That's a vision. That's a prophetic vision. That's a revelation from Him. And I believe if you have a sense of what God can do through you next year, it will change the way you live. If you run into this next year knowing that God will use you in this church, in this city, in your workplace, it will change the way you live. A revelation. A revelation of Him. When last did you see him face to face? When last were you in your quiet time just staring at him and just worshiping him, praying, and just being with him, and you've got such a sense of what his heart is for you and for others? Because if you don't walk with the heart of the Lord, you're actually going to misrepresent him. You're going you're to try and walk in, in your own flesh, and you're actually not going to represent him well. And that's, again, running aimlessly, running wild. We need to be those that have a revelation of Him. And that's really my message this morning. This, this morning, the best thing you can do for yourself and for the people around you is to find the presence of Jesus. That's the best thing you can do. Often, you know, when you and I I mean, we are not a perfect couple. She is perfect, but uh, that's probably where I come in. Uh, we often uh, disagree on things, or we often miss one another in, in, in unity, and we disagree, and there's, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't say fights, but often there are some uh, small fights. We, we try to just sort it out quickly. But often the case, the real, the real issue is we are not in the presence of Jesus. Yes, you could have done that, that better, this better. And there's many things that we can do better. Or she asked me to do something and I, f- I forget. And th- th- things happen. But if we are in the presence of Jesus, if I am finding the presence of Jesus in my quiet times, there will be unity. That's the best thing I can do for her is to be full of God myself. The best thing you can do for your spouse or your friends or the people around you, the best thing you can do for them is for you to be full of Jesus yourself. And we can easily blame shift and know you are not full of Jesus. And it might be true, but actually, are you full of Jesus? Are you in the presence of Jesus? Are you finding that life flowing, that river flowing again? Are you in that river or are you sitting next to a dam waiting for this river to just come, come over you? Or are you actually jumping into this river of life where living water flows and you allow Him to come and refresh you? That's the revelation we need. That's the heart that I want to call us into as we take this time where we just take a bit slower, as we launch into this next year. I'm already a bit nervous running into 2024 thinking, Lord, if I run into this next year without your presence, without being full of you, I'm probably, probably going to crash at some time. I need, to, I need to find your river. I need to fr- find your presence flowing. I need to find you. 
I need to find you. And if January starts, I believe that the Lord's going to use us. He's going to call us to do a lot of things for him next year. We are praying and we're planning into planning an evening congregation. There's a lot happening. We're doing a regional equip that Karma is organizing and doing an incredible job. But if she's not going to find the presence of Jesus, she's probably never going to do it again. <laughs> and whatever you are involved with, if you're not going to find the presence of Jesus for you, you're going to do it for a short while and you're going to feel like, no, nah, this, this is not for me. We need to live from that place. We need to live from that place. So can we find him in this time? Can we find him in this time? I'm already putting things in place for myself, just taking some time off. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm not putting this on you. I'm just saying what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to just limit myself on social media. I'm actually taking a book with. I'm going to prioritize times with him. I'm going to actually uh, set my alarm to wake up. I'm actually going to try and do those things because I know if I'm just going to let go, I'm going to be someone that runs wild. I'm going to be someone that runs aimlessly without purpose. And I'm going to actually give in to things of the flesh. But I want to be someone that's full of the Spirit, full of Him. So can we do that? Can we find Him before we launch into next year? And so let's pray. I've got a couple of questions that I actually want us to just turn to one another and, and just discuss and pray for one another as we end off this morning. But I want to pray for us before we do that. And so, Lord, we thank you for this, this time where we can actually just come before you and ask you to come and refresh us, God. I pray that you will come and give us your eyes, give us your heart, give us such a revelation of who you are, not to be more intellectual, but actually to be full of the Spirit. And even where you are this morning, can you ask him to come and fill you? Can you ask him to come and show you where is this river flowing? Where is this, the presence of Jesus at right now? And Lord, we don't want to miss you in the here and the now. Being so rushed for tomorrow. We don't want to miss you in the here and the now. And I pray that you will come by your spirit right now and lift our eyes. Lift our eyes. If you feel tired, if you feel like you're running wild and aimlessly without vision, can you lift your eyes to the strong tower this morning and run to it? That is where our safety is. Lord, I pray that you'll come and refresh us. I pray if there's any condemnation, just looking at this year, that you will come and bring such a freedom to us right now. That your spirit is here to give us life. And I pray if some of us are in need of that life in us, in our hearts in, and in our, in our lives, that, that we'll ask you freely this morning. That you will come and encourage us as we reflect, as we learn, as we feel like we might need to change one or two things running forward. But as you will come and help us and give us grace, Lord. We don't want to be those that runs on our own strength or in the flesh, but we want to be those that run flat out for you in the Spirit, Lord. Full of you. Full of you, Jesus. We ask this in your name, Lord. Amen.